Feeling overwhelmed with homeschooling? Wondering how you can streamline your day and boost your family's success? Welcome to 10 Minutes to a Better Homeschool. I'm Pam Barnhill, fellow homeschooler and your guide to quick, effective solutions. In each episode, we dive into practical, actionable tips that fit your busy life. Whether it's curriculum choices, time management, or creative teaching methods, we've got you covered. And the best part? It's all in bite-sized 10-minute segments, perfect for a busy parent's schedule. So pour yourself a cup of coffee or tea and join me in transforming your homeschool experience one tip at a time. Let's make every minute count. Hi there, and welcome to this episode of the 10 Minutes to a Better Homeschool podcast. I am excited to be joined today by a member of our community, Angela Britt. Angela is a homeschooling mom who's been homeschooling for quite a while now. She's graduating her first this year, but she has somewhat struggled with consistency through the years. Now, just last year, about a year ago, she took our homeschool consistency boot camp, and it made such a difference in her homeschool. She's been singing its praises this year, and I thought it would be so much fun to have her come on and share her story with us. So we are getting ready to open up the Homeschool Consistency Boot Camp next week, and we would love for you to just listen to how this has changed Angela's life and see if it might be something that would help you as well. If you think it would, be sure to check out the show notes for a link to the Homeschool Consistency Bootcamp, and we would love to see you inside. And now, on with the interview. Hi there. I am here today with one of the members of our community and an alum of our Homeschool Consistency Bootcamp, Miss Angela Britt. And Angela, I'm just going to let you tell everybody a little bit about yourself and your family. It's a delight to be here today with you. I'm so excited. I'm Angela Britt, and I've been homeschooling, I guess, since my first was born, and he is 18 now, and my youngest is eight, and so I spent 10 years having babies and nursing babies and trying to figure this homeschooling thing out. So I have three boys and then two girls. Oh, wow. So five. Okay, so how many are you still homeschooling? Because you're homeschooling four because your oldest is 18. So what are their ages now? When he's still a senior, okay, and living at home, so I'm I'm homeschooling him. Although he's doing most of his classes at co-op, so really not anything. I guess he's launched because he spends most of his time working at Chick Fil A. Well, you had mentioned earlier that like he was gone, and so I was like, okay, well, he must be like mine, where he's already gone, he's already moved on. But a senior, and then all the way down with the other four. So, yeah, so fifteen, thirteen. Or the girls, and then the boys are 11 and 8. So it's almost like I have two schools. Yeah, it really does sound like, especially with like two girls and then two boys, um, it is almost like you have two schools. But so much fun and lots of homeschooling still left to do. It is. It is. I'm excited. I realized I kept having children because I wanted to do over. I didn't want it to stop. And now that there's an end in sight, and I know some might say, especially if your oldest is eight, you might say, well, this, I still have so many years, but I think I realize now I only have a handful of years. It's yeah. Kind of sad. Yeah. Oh yeah. I'm like way closer than you are. And, uh, cause you know, my old, my youngest is an eighth grader this year, going to be a high schooler next year. And I'm like, Oh, uh, where did it all go? I, I, I want to do over too. So <laughs> maybe 
maybe one day we'll have some grandchildren and we can like help homeschool them. But can you describe what your homeschool was like before you did the consistency boot camp with us? My friends would say that we unschooled, which meant that we really did our regular life and school was an add-on if we had time and everything went perfectly. But most of our days were spent doing chores. We that's a big value. Work is a value of ours. And so yeah. we we really are good at that. And uh, they play outside constantly. So they're always out in the yard in the forest. And but the table work, the reading lessons, the math lessons, the history only happened if we had outside accountability. And we were in a co-op that year or we were taking a particular class. And we also have dyslexia. Three of my children have dyslexia. So that was tough if you're not really on it and you're not consistent. And the education, I don't know. I just, I was a teacher. But for some reason, it was an afterthought. And we were busy doing other things. Well, you know, you use a word and I talk about this quite a bit. You use a word that kind of like raised a little red flag for me. And that was you said if everything was perfect. And -hmm. I know this was a problem that I struggled with is if we got up and got started with our day and something happened and we value work, too, and we would get chores done and things like that. And then if we reached the point where I knew the day wasn't going to follow this perfect schedule that I'd laid out. If I knew it wasn't going to be perfect, then I would be like, well, we might as well not do it at all. And I struggle with that in a lot of different areas of my life. And it wasn't until I realized that it was perfectionism that was causing this problem in me. You know, it it wasn't that I was lazy. It was that I was a perfectionist. And if I couldn't do it perfectly, well, I might as well not do it. That was my mindset, you know, at that point. And there's always tomorrow. Yes, there is always tomorrow, except now you have an 18-year-old. <laughs> right, yes, yes. Okay, so I also want to hit on something else. You said your friends would have described you as an unschooler. I mean, there are lots of people who follow the unschool philosophy and are very happy with that, but it sounds like there was something that wasn't quite sitting right with you that made you think, maybe I need to be a little more consistent. I taught reading as a teacher because I taught kindergarten, first and second grade. So that's what I did. And so the fact that I had children who couldn't read, it was fine when they were younger, because you can say, oh, it's fine with the eight-year-old. It's still early. Mm-hmm. And then, then they're nine, and then they're 10, and then they're in middle school, and they're wanting to take classes at a co-op or something, or it's interfering even with church programs. And I realized that even if you have learning issues, it's the consistency or the inconsistency that determines your success. And and that was my fault. Right. And so how did that make you feel? Well, I felt like when I was teaching, if a child couldn't read, it was their learning issue. But when you're homeschooling, if a child can't read, it's the mama's fault. Yeah. And, you know, I just said, like, I listened to you talk about how like painful this was. And I said, right. And how did that make you feel? But I can say that because I was in exactly the same place that you were. 
you know, and I did feel that pressure. Um, And I've told so many people this before, and I've told my husband this before, like when they go off to school, if there is a problem there, you can always say, well, the problem is there. But when you are homeschooling them, you don't have anybody else to put that problem onto. And I think that's why homeschool moms really struggle sometimes with insecurity and am I doing enough and things like that, because they do know that like in a lot of ways, the buck does stop with us and it feels like an immense pressure. It does to me anyway. It was and having babies and toddlers or being pregnant all in the middle of that, which that stopped now, but I had a lot of excuses that I I gave myself a lot of excuses. And, you know, there's a fine line between excuses and reasons. Mm -hmm. And, and after a while, it was just excuses. Right. So what was it that piqued your interest? So you, you're there and you see the consistency boot camp. You're already, I mean, if you're anything like I was, you're feeling a little bit bad about yourself and a little overwhelmed. Like, why can't I get this right? Why, you know, I was a school teacher for goodness sake. Why can't I fix this? Um, you know, I used to get up and go to work every day. So why is it so hard to to homeschool every day? What was it about the consistency boot camp that made you think, hmm, maybe this is something I need to try? I think that I had benefited so much from some of the other trainings and I had a real high trust level and what I get from your podcast and in the community and some of the programs that I had already done, like autopilot mm-hmm. and even the meal planning, put your meals on autopilot. Like I knew that they were working and the time of year is my peak year for getting it done. Other times of the year, I can fall off a little bit. So it's almost like everything just came together well. And I said, and going into, I said, maybe, maybe it's, it's the time. Okay. And I, I don't know that I thought I would be that successful at it. Oh, interesting. Well, what were you hoping? to get out of it? What were you hoping it would do for you? I was interested in the accountability and I really need outside accountability, like from my husband, but I'd never been very successful in necessarily, I don't know, like weight loss accountability, like, because I don't know them and I can drop out at any time and they don't know who I am. And so, but because I had been in the community and and I recognized the names and they recognized my names. And it was almost like I, I knew people better. And I just felt like I was going to be a part of a group that I could communicate with and enjoy. Yeah. Yeah. I love that about our community is that like you do get to know each other, you do get to know the other moms and you do kind of get to know some of the places where people are struggling a little bit or, um, you know, we just have so many wonderful people in our community that like, oh, you see a question and you're like, that person's going to have an idea. I know that person's going to answer, you know, and so you really do feel like you know each other. Um, And I do think that's important because, yeah, you're right. A lot of times, like you feel like, 
I can step away from this, but when it's it's people you feel connected with because you're doing the same thing, you're you know, you're homeschooling together, you're talking to each other about homeschooling, that it's a it's a place where you know they're going to step up to help hold you accountable. Do you want fewer arguments, less tension, and true excitement during language arts learning? Night Zookeeper is the answer. Night Zookeeper is a game-changing language arts program that takes the stress out of teaching by making it fantastically fun and engaging for your child. The program teaches spelling, grammar and punctuation, vocabulary, reading and writing through a pre-planned language arts curriculum that your child can use independently, freeing you up to focus on other tasks. Night Zookeeper has hundreds of word games, interactive video lessons, and inspiring writing prompts to keep your child engaged all year and boost their confidence. Your child will also get written feedback on their writing from real tutors so you don't have to be the bad guy. Thousands of homeschool parents have found success using Night Zookeeper to transform their children's attitudes towards language arts learning. Parents like Allie Midday, one of the member liaisons at PamBarnhill.com. Allie's three oldest kids have been using Night Zookeeper and they absolutely love the feedback that they get from the writing tutors and the ability to create their own characters. They are having so much fun. So if you're ready to say goodbye to the stress of teaching language arts, give Night Zookeeper a try. Click on the link in the description to this podcast for a seven-day free trial and 50% off of an annual subscription. How did your homeschool change? So you start the homeschool consistency boot camp, and you know we have these lessons in there, and we start talking about things like homeschooling is your job, and never miss twice, and we give you some tools like the minimum viable day, and and other things, and and we make you sign this. Well, we don't make you. It's not like we can hold your feet over the fire, but you know we encourage you strongly to sign this promise and commit to the days that you're going to do school. So what was that like? A few of the things that were immediately out of the gate game changers was, and maybe, you know, years into my homeschooling journey, I should have already known that this was my job, but that was just such a big aha moment for me. And I realized that I had not wanted it to be my job, even though I signed up for it and I felt like I was excited about it. I I wanted, you know, this committee at church to be the job or, or this person calling me on the phone to be my job. I didn't want that to homeschooling to be what I did all day. And then when, when it dawned on me that I didn't consider it my job, then I realized, wait, this is what I want. This is my calling. And this is what I value. And this is the place that I have the most influence. And I'm going to launch them out into the world. And who knows what they'll be able to do because I've invested my time and my energy in them instead of doing something that I was chasing outside of the home. The other thing is that I realized once I started, oh, and the never, never miss twice. That was great because like we were having a good homeschooling day, like maybe every five days, like it was, it was really, really bad. And looking at myself 
and realizing and being honest with myself and honesty, being honest with myself about how bad it really was. So there was a lot of repenting, (laughs) but because the course keeps moving, there wasn't time for me to dwell there. And like, because sometimes excess penance is really pride. Yeah. So I had to keep going. And because there was a lot of quick wins, which the minimum viable day never missed twice, never missed twice. I use in all areas of my life now, even like in the evening, we read the Bible as a family. And I even thought last night, oh, we missed last night. we got to make sure we do it tonight. Yeah. And that helps me because like I said, I like external accountability because I feel like I'm not very self-disciplined, but that was me disciplining myself last night. So that was wonderful. Another breakthrough was realizing once we started and once I had the plan in place and planning is super fun. Who doesn't love the beautiful plan? But I realized that I was self-sabotaging the plan. It wasn't the children. It wasn't the phone calls. It wasn't the fires. I was getting bored with the normal, with Mm -hmm. the consistency. And I was looking for something to do that was novel. And when I realized, oh my goodness, I'm the one that's messing this up. Again, that was me, something that I had to work on. But the good thing is, it's easier to work on myself than it is on others. Yeah, that's true. And you're the only one you can really change. (laughs) Yes. And I kept thinking about that verse in Proverbs that says, a wise woman builds her home, but a foolish woman tears it down with her own hands. Oh, yeah. That makes me tear up because I, I realized that I had many times I was the one tearing down our home by chasing after things that don't matter. And I think that prior to this, I had been consistent, but I had been consistent in the wrong things and not in the things that I said were our values and our priorities and the things that were good and the things that were fruitful and moving us forward. Right. Right. You know, it's so funny because now we are so programmed by, you know, the devices in our hands to go after that quick dopamine hit. And I think a lot of time that spills over into so many other areas of our life. And I I can totally see it in homeschooling. You know, I have to resist the urge sometimes to go after that quick dopamine hit. And I could see that being something that would keep you jumping you know, oh, let me try this or let me do this. And then it just builds this pattern of inconsistency because you're looking for, it's so easy to buy a solution. I'm horrible at that where I'm like, oh, I have this problem. I'm going to go spend some money and buy a solution on it, you know? And so like just looking for that dopamine hit that comes from making that purchase or changing curriculum. I think that's another place where moms, yeah, are like, looking for that dopamine hit there. And so, yeah, it's interesting when you brought that up. I was like, oh yeah, I could totally see that in myself too. So how has the boot camp changed your homeschool? What difference, what differences has it made in your homeschool? I get up earlier. The sleepy time calculator yeah. has been great. 
And sleep is kind of my idol. I love sleep. I like learning about sleep. I loved it in college. And I have realized that I need seven and a half hours of sleep. And if I'm a little deprived, I need nine hours of sleep. And so now I don't feel guilty about when I need nine hours of sleep. But I also set a bedtime reminder alarm. Yeah. Because you might not always be able to control, especially if you have littles, when you wake up, but you can control when you go to sleep. So what changes have you seen in your kids? How have they responded to all of this from the initial, you know, hey, kids, we're going to start being more consistent. Help me fill out this tracking sheet to, you know, where you are now and what difference you've seen in their learning. It was very easy with the little boys because they always want me and they were just excited to have me at elbow first thing in the morning, which was what children want anyway. But the older ones, especially my oldest daughter, who's 15, she was very leery. And I realized through the program that I had no trust with her. And that was another time of self-reflection and repenting and grieving that that I had lost that trust. And, and we're still rebuilding that trust And when it comes to her schoolwork because she needs me mm-hmm. and she still needs me at elbow. But I, I'm not always there for her like I am for others because she is able to do a lot of independent work on her own. And so she gets pushed to the side sometimes. So I'm excited about, I feel like she, she sees me being consistent with the younger two where the longer I go being consistent, the less and less pushback, even from teen girls that I get. Yeah. To me, that's one of the greatest gifts of being consistent in homeschooling is that I stopped having to answer the question, are we doing school today? And they were only asking that question to begin with because I was so inconsistent with school, you know, and I stopped having to, uh, to fight kind of their, they're trying everything they can, you know, when they're nine, 10 or 11 years old to weasel their way out of doing school. And I'm not saying that, you know, kids are manipulative. I'm just saying they're smart enough to take advantage of the situation that comes up. And and that's what they were doing. And now they just don't even do that. Nobody ever comes down the stairs and says, are we going to go? Are we going to do school today? They just know we are, you know, and so they just do it. I won't say their attitude is always perfect. I'm not going to lie to anybody, but it's a heck of a lot easier than the back and forth dance that we used to do nine years ago, for sure. So I can definitely, I can definitely feel that um, going on. Well, Angela, I'm so glad that you have seen uh, some results from the Consistency Bootcamp and I'm so glad that you are approaching the this next se- session of the boot camp and saying, okay, maybe I don't need all over consistency for my whole day, but I have one little piece that needs to be worked on. Because I do think there are great, um, I've done it before with my morning time, where I had kind of fallen off of doing morning time. We were still doing school, but we were doing a lot of MVDs. And I was like, oh, I'm going to use this next round of the boot camp to shore up my morning time. So I love the fact that you've latched onto that and you said, you know what, I can use it for one specific piece of my homeschool day and apply a lot of the same, a lot of the same principles. But 
So thank you for coming on and talking to me about it. Thank you so much for having me. This was great. Thank you for tuning in to 10 Minutes to a Better Homeschool. Remember, small changes can make a big impact in your homeschooling journey. If you want more tips and resources to enhance your experience, check out our free Homeschool Better Together community. You'll find additional tools, guides, and a community of supportive homeschoolers just like you. Visit community.pambarnhill.com to learn more and join us. Until next time, keep on homeschooling.